Hi there and welcome to another of our weekly conversations. My name is Charles. I'm one of the pastors at King's and this week we've got a fun lineup of great guests. We've got uh, Andrew Wilson, our teaching pastor. We have Cindy Dixon, one of the pastors on our Catford site. And we have a special guest, Moses Nwangi from our Catford site. He's one of the pastors there. A great guy. And uh, welcome to you all. It's really great to see you again. And uh, I hope you've also been uh, enjoying the last couple of episodes we've done. This is the first the third episode in our series and so i hope you enjoyed the first two and uh, here's the third episode so i'm going to introduce moses moses is a fantastic guy one of my friends as well moses it's so good to have you on the uh, zoom cast why don't you tell us uh, how you are and how life has been for you uh, in this lockdown season yes <coughs> thanks for having me i was waiting for that invite but um yeah no it's been it's been do you know what it started quite optimistically i think when we went to lockdown i was like all right cool um with the family do you know what i mean everyone's at home um i'm working fran's working as well my wife and i was like, all right let's get into it let's have the schedule ready we had everything planned um and i think for the first four weeks it was it, it, it was a blessing first four to five weeks blessing um Things were kind of going to schedule. I mean, we had, a, a, I guess, a good amount of alone time with God. We were doing the marriage course as well on Monday, which was just a real blessing for Fran and I. Um, but I think over the last two to three weeks, <laughs> it is just everything's <laughs> gone downhill. It's been intense, challenging. Um, and I think, yeah, we're just getting tired, really. Mm. I think getting tiring, a bit stressful because um, obviously you both got the same workload, the kids. I think, for the most part, they're actually okay, because obviously you've got Ivor and Michael, so they get to play together. Um, do you know what I mean, Ivor or Michael's not an only child, so they can entertain themselves as well. Um, but I think it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot of just, yeah, working things out. Fran's always thinking, okay, what meal are we going to have? It's just, it's a lot. Um, and so I can't wait for lockdown to be lifted in some way, shape, or um, yeah. Overall, overall, I mean, God's been yeah very gracious to us. I would say, um, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Hey Moses, what are the things when you say lockdown being lifted? What, what, if there's one or two things that you go, we'd really that would really help us if we could just do that. What's I, I find that people, yeah. particularly with kids, it's quite yeah. different what people would actually want to do. You know, yeah. What's that for you guys? Seeing family <laughs> being family literally um i think obviously they want to see the kids as well um mm. obviously facetime them and whatnot and they get to see them regularly but um just having even a day a week where um they can spend time um with the kids and me and frank get a few days just to kind of rest sleep um yeah that'll be that oh so hang on when you say seeing family you mean outsourcing children to family right (laughs) (laughs) this is not just about relationship this is a childcare issue i'm I'm with you i'm exactly the same case you know our kids are similar ages so that's exactly where we are as well so yeah Yeah. gosh brilliant brilliant moses and um, I know that you've been uh, hosting a few of the services on, on Sundays for, for Kings. And um, people keep, uh, you know, mentioning your bookshelf. So I've got a question for you. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your favourite book on that bookshelf? Do you know what? It's not actually there. Let me get it. Let me get it. One moment. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's here. I've got it. Oh, it's, here. Oh, it's called The Mission of God. It's big as well. 
Oh, is that, is that Bosch? No, no, no. Um, by Joseph Booth. Okay. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's so good about that book, Moses? Do you know what? It's just, um, it's called A Mission of God. <laughs> and then um, I guess the subtitles are Manifesto of Hope for Society. And so it kind of goes through everything like um, economics, law, um, obviously government, um, family, education, church, everything. And it looks at it from a Christian perspective, Christ being Lord overall. Um, I think it's just helpful, very helpful when you're just thinking through issues, be it justice, thinking through the family, sexuality, wherever it may be, um, it gives a perspective. Um, and I think it's just helpful just to read through. So I'm currently going through it now, just looking at justice and what does it look like for Christians um yeah to seek justice in this world from a biblical perspective because obviously everyone has different ways of interpreting what is just and unjust um but yeah come from the big shelf brilliant brilliant <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think people are dying to know whether you've cleared up the bottom shelf of your, uh, of your book. That's shelf. what I was doing. Yeah, let's, let's pan the camera down, Moses. Pan the camera down. <laughs> <laughs> can't see it. No, it's still there. So that's basically all the kids, um, you know, like arts and crafts. So when we finish, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder, I think, where do we put it? And he's like, okay, on the bookshelf, on the bookshelf. bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, we want to see that bookshelf tidied up, Moses, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Andrew Wilson, I can see you're uh, showing off your bookshelf this week as well. I'm not Okay, first things first. I, I started this conversation with the with background, and I got yelled at by the comms director who said, no, we need the bookshelf. So that is the only reason. It is in no way trading books. That happens to be where all of my largest books are, which obviously does make me look very educated, but... Um, I, I promise you, there are lots of smaller ones over there, so you're fine. Brilliant. I, I won't ask you for a book recommendation because we could be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting a lot. That is actually that is an upside of lockdown for me, though. I am reading more, and uh, yeah, it's just by being boxed in at home with less to do. I, that, that's actually been a real positive for me as it happens but there aren't there aren't so many i'm like moses i'm like i really want my kids to see their grandparents and cousins but that is that is an upside yeah brilliant brilliant and uh a question of your bookshelf is birthday cards charles yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's my birthday last week and we celebrated that on the zoom cast and cindy got everyone to sing for me and uh, yeah, now, now my books are covered by birthday cards which is great <laughs> One of the questions I've been dying to ask you, Andrew, is um, obviously you preached again on Sunday and um, you've preached obviously several times over the last couple of weeks. And um, you're the only preacher that appears to have a preaching lectern. You know, everyone else is in their living room or in their home. And, and honestly, I've been in conversations where people have said to me, is Andrew Wilson the only person like, in the world that's got a preaching lectern in their I house? Know. Yeah. And so people are dying <laughs> to know where you're actually recording the, the sermons. So can you reveal where you're actually going to record these sermons? So I am actually right now, I'm in the, so I have a, an office in the church that I used to be a pastor at in Eastbourne, which is where I'm sitting right now. There is no one else in the building. There has been no one else in the building almost the entire time since the start of lockdown. I spent the first four or five weeks of lockdown working in uh, a room at home. But after a while, um, Rachel said, this is my wife said, it's not, it's actually making it harder because the children, I don't really get that you're not there. And obviously my kids have got special needs and they're yeah. often 
my daughter particularly quite noisy in the background without knowing and that was interfering with some of the things we were recording and so I, most of the stuff I've done at home I've had to do outside in the garden but then people start complaining about the fact that I've got loads of bird song in my video because we live near the sea um, and then people go are you just showing off the fact that you have a garden because no one in London has a garden and all this stuff and so I was like I'm, really, I'm trying to do any of it so I, <laughs> I mean this is not people in the church but people who've seen it online are like mm. so um so in the end I thought no I'll come and do stuff like this in the building and but it's really great because the the comms guy our version of Brett um has then been able to film me which has really helped and obviously yeah. he's like five six yards away but it's made a big difference because I find particularly I think the way that some people preach and I think can do a very engaging job Steve's great at it for instance of sitting on his chair in his home doing it like a talk I just find that a lot of preaching for me is the is the physicality of it and the energy of it, which I just can't sustain sitting down. And so concluded that I'd be better off doing it the way I normally do it. I think I'd preach better if I did. Um, obviously it's up to you to decide whether that's true, but I just felt like I, I can't really do the fireside chat thing. I don't have the gravitas that actually Steve or Hillary, when they've both done it, I thought, yeah, this, your, your style actually fits this very well. You've got a kind of, I said to Steve, you've got like Des Lynham. Do you remember Des Lynham, the sports yeah, presenter? Yeah. Just, you feel like he's talking to you in the sitting room. And I, I, I just, I don't think I've got that. I think for me, I need the, I don't know, I need to be able to rant and rave and shout and wave my arms. Otherwise it doesn't engage. So, yeah. yeah, that's, that's why. So, no, the lectern is, I'm afraid the church lectern, it's not as, it's not as much fun as I have <laughs> one in my house. Like everyone else has a kitchen table. I just have a lectern in the middle of my home. Works well for you, Andrew. Don't worry about that. Well done. Um, Cindy, we'll come to you. Uh, how are you, Cindy? It's great to have you on again. Uh, you're part of the furniture now on the, on the uh, Zoomcast. Mm -hmm. uh, how was your weekend? <laughs> Do you know, it was actually a busy weekend, um, internally, of course. Um, so we've got this shed, which we inherited when we moved in. So this is over 10 years ago. And the sheds um, started leaking because the roof came off. And you know, when you move into a house, you store your stuff in a shed. So a was full of books and video recorders and video um, CDs and so quite a few stuff in the shed and um, we had actually it was Mark you know Mark who works with Katano so he came and um, cleared the shed and broke the shed down and it's so interesting when you think about how much stuff we hoard so I haven't <laughs> been in that shed for the past 10 years I've got books in there and I love my books. My books are really precious to me. So he was bringing all this stuff out and I saw this box of books and it looked a bit like had some water and stuff on it. I took every book, I wiped it all down. And there was books in there like kids' Bibles and stuff like that. And I just yeah. think to myself, why do we store so much? You know, because I've stored this for over 10 years and I could have given these kids' books to kids like 10 years ago. Luckily, I've been able to salvage them but, you know, it's just interesting because as he was bringing everything out, and I'm quite like that, so Isaac was saying, don't touch anything, don't keep anything. And I was just kind of hovering around. I was trying to keep my social distancing as well. And he was bringing all this stuff out. And my auntie passed, I think, about over 10 years ago as well. And I had some stuff in there that I inherited from her. So it's like plates and cups and stuff. And I put them in a suitcase. Luckily, I only broke three plates, but they were like really nice plates. And, and I put them in there as well. My sister bought me a foot spa. Oh, God, I hope she doesn't watch this. Anyway, so it was in there. She bought it on my birthday like over 10 years ago. And it's still working, so I gave it to Sweetie. But it's just like we keep all of this stuff and we hoard all this stuff. And I'm like, but it was kind of eventful because after that, um, then Katana came and did some trimming of the bushes as well. And then I painted the fence. I painted the gate. 
I find it really therapeutic to paint. So I was just doing all my painting and singing and praising God. And, you know, so those are my moments yeah. when I kind of, you know, in outside in the sunshine and stuff. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, it's such a blessing when you have like stuff to do, even though it was internally, I still managed to find stuff to do around the house. And even like for the fact that I found my books again, which thank God, so I put them in the car and then I will be, obviously, <laughs> obviously Isaac doesn't know I put them in the car, but they're in the car. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to share them out. Um, and I don't know if you remember, so um, I think when we did the first Zoom cast, um, I was talking about my face cream. So um, obviously I managed to get my cocoa butter and it was Karen from Lee who reminded me that I could order my face cream online. So thank you, Karen. I have got my cocoa butter. <laughs> but I just wanted to ask Andrew, and this is not personal, Andrew, and what cream do you use? What <laughs> <laughs> cream do you use? I am really caught out like that, Cindy. <laughs> what cream? Yeah, what, what, what are we talking like, about here? Facial face cream? cream, body cream. Do you cream yourself? Can I ask? Okay. Oh, I have so many questions at this point. Well, one, no, I don't. And, and, and what? I, do men do that? Charles, do you use cream? Charles creams, yeah. yeah. Moses? I'm sure Moses creams, creams, yeah. Right. Is, yeah, yeah. Is, is this a white thing? Am I, am I, I just, think, am I finding myself like cream is more common than I realise because... And it, oh, I think man, it might I, be a white thing. Cream is oh, very dear. common, uh, certainly amongst people that have got a dry skin uh, like myself. So I used to use cocoa butter myself actually, Cindy, but now uh, I'm much more gone down the simple route i'm now using nivea for men and just that's a good one too mm -hmm. i use what do i use Ast i think i use astral friend bought it the other oh, day oh that's that's a blue in a blue kind of the blue tub yeah that's it that's it mm -hmm. okay i this is really fascinating now i'm now this is helping i did not know i i thought that moses and charles were both naturally that attractive i thought that that <laughs> um, <laughs> But I'm now I'm now discovering this is as cosmetic as I can't believe it. I feel so betrayed. <laughs> no, I um I, I do actually have very I have quite oily skin though. Like I got I had terrible acne as a teenager, and I was told at the time I hated it. And I was told at the time, oh, you'll have much better skin when you're older because you have so as it oily skin is awful when you're 15, but mm. apparently it's quite good when you're 40. So mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm. it's that I don't know. But I didn't. I'm not. I don't. Wouldn't say. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I wouldn't say many of my white friends, mo men, moisturise mm. middle-aged men, mm. but that may be, yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm, now, I'm gonna have to ask them. That is interesting. That survey, yeah. yeah. We should actually. We should. Yeah, that would I be. Think a, we should. Let's map it, and then, and we could do, if we mapped ethnicity onto cream usage, we could do mm -hmm. a sociological study. I mean, here, obviously, the four data points in this little Zoom are there's a one-to-one -one correlation, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Where did you come up with that question? How did you think of you know, that? Do you know why? Because I, it's funny, because when it came to the post, and then I was thinking to myself, oh, and then I remembered who was on as we were doing the podcast. So I was thinking, hmm, maybe I'll ask Phil or Andrew. And obviously, Andrew's unfortunately, you're the one here. Phil is not here. So I thought, let me just ask, because I know, I think I've had this conversation with Charles already um, a while ago. And then Moses, I know you do, because I heard you mentioning it. So I was thinking, I don't know about Andrew. So let me, and then I was thinking, how do you not cream and how does your skin stay moisturized if you don't cream? Because if I don't cream, I have all crackly, dry skin. Yeah. So then I was thinking, is that possible not to cream? And I thought, okay, let me ask Andrew. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, this is just make. Yeah, so the the whole black don't crack might actually be more about black people just moisturise and, yeah. and and in which case they're going. That's why. You know. And now for all these years, I've been thinking there's something just just qualitatively better about your skin, Cindy. And now I'm thinking, no, just, oh, it's lots of cream. You're smart it's enough. You know, cream. It's an eye-opening day. It's the cream. When they said wash your hands and the whole bin it, kill it. Listen, if I didn't cream my hands, if you. <laughs> Well, here's the link, Charles. Oh, when I consider the work of your fingers and the hands and all the, 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 the you've set in place, all the creams. What is man that you are mindful of? That's the link. You see, there's always a tie into Psalm 8. Yeah. Someone to help, you know, link this into Psalm 8. So, Andrew Wilson, true to form, just help us seamlessly uh, go to Psalm 8, which we should probably get to. Um, otherwise, I might get in some trouble. But uh, great fun, really great fun. Um, as you can see, I've had a haircut, by the way, just over the weekend. So um, maybe next time I'll talk to you guys about where you get your haircuts. But Amy Kimbangi is currently doing a good job of mine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> looking good, Charles. Looking good. Thank you. So <laughs> mate, seriously, um, Andrew, top job on Sunday. Thank you for uh, going through mm -hmm. Psalm 8 for us and the church. Uh, fantastic psalm, um, really great. Starts and ends with uh, Lord, our Lord, uh, your name in all the earth. And Andrew did a fantastic job of focusing in on verses three and four. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is mankind that you're mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Fantastic verses. And um, I wanted to go more into the kind of uh, application, I guess, of those verses with our in our conversation this week. And so I guess my question may be, uh, Andrew, you can kick us off as uh, you've looked into this maybe a bit more uh, than we have, but what, what helps you lift your eyes to remember how great God is? You know, the Psalm talks about how great his name is at the beginning and the end. What helps you to lift your eyes to remember just how good he is? Yeah, I, I probably take, a you'd, as you'd guess, you'd expect me to say probably a leaf out of the Psalmist book. I, I do find... I mean, the, the classic sort of spiritual disciplines are vitally important, you know, reading, I, for me, re reading the Bible and, uh, and so on and prayer and the th normal things we would do. But if, assuming you mean sort of ways of living that enhance those, th we're going to do those things, we're going to read the word and we're going to pray, but what else? I do actually find that creation is amazing at, at that for me, I, I, both when it comes to prayer and, and reading the Bible, actually, that I find um, that my vision I think most people who've lived on the planet have lived in much, much less densely populated societies than we do, right? We, the population of the world is much, much higher than it normally has been. And we live in a very densely populated part of the planet, um, which is one of the reasons why we're suffering with this virus more than other countries are and, and all sorts of things. And, and I think that one of the things that means is that we're just a little bit out of touch with um, creation, the, the world God has made and the accessibility of being able as again, as most, you know, God said to Abraham, go outside, count the stars if you can number them. Well, you do that in South London and you can't see anything. You, you might see one or two, you might see the morning, but you just, and it's like Abraham's going, one, two children and God, no, 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 you need to do this in the Middle East. And I find that actually there is an important challenge there actually for us where our disconnection from the grandeur of what God's made means that we actually the more you there is a connection between the amount you see of the work of man and the amount you see of the works of god and how relatively you prioritize the works of man and the works of god and how big you think they are and i'm not saying therefore it's 
ungodly to live in a city or anything. I'm being silly about it. But I do think that those of us who live in cities in Western countries surrounded by people have probably have to do more work to get, we actually have to go further from our, our doors or our homes in order to see the expanse of, what's God, of what God has made. And we'll probably find that a lockdown will affect our spirituality more than it will if you live in a much more rural area because we're actually meant to be able to do exactly what the psalmist says, which is to go outside and look and consider and ponder Funny enough, I was preparing a preach yesterday on Jesus saying, consider the lilies. And again, like Jesus is often saying, you've got to, if you genuinely not looking at physical things God has made and all the things you can see are things you've made, which I mean, look, look at my screen right now. Do you know what I mean that's man-made? These are all written by human beings, produced by human beings. These are, you know, everything. And the screen I'm looking at. So we are continually seeing human creations that when that's, that's wonderful. Praise God for all of the things that make life as easy as this. But We've got to recognize that that takes a spiritual toll, that we don't see the expanse of what God has made. And we can quickly promote ourselves much higher than is warranted and diminish God because we simply don't see the stars and the mountains and the, and the things that the mm. writers of scripture repeatedly draw back to. And I think if you read, and it's my, my next book is on this theme, um, of the, actually using physical things to worship and draw us back to God. And I think if we don't do that, we are actually robbing ourselves of spiritual power to some degree, because we make human beings much larger than we are in our thinking. Okay. Wow. And, um, I'm sure you've had many comments like this over the last couple of days, but it was great the way you showed us just the scope of the, the universe, how big it is, how majestic it is, and, uh, and just considering just that God has made all these things. Mm. Um, how, about, how about you, Moses? What have you to consider just how great God is? Yeah, do you know what? I would say similar in that, and I, I guess more recently. So I would say, let's say you asked me this question before I had kids. I would have said, like, just answers to prayer. Oh, the, kid, the kids are joining you, aren't they? You can hear them. Literally. But I would say, yeah, like, answers to prayer, miracles, things that I have not, I mean, I, I, can, I, I can't comprehend how something happened. Maybe I prayed for someone mm. and they were healed, or I'm hearing testimony of someone being healed mm. or doing something mm. um, that you know, okay, no, this is the hand of God right here. So that would, those things, and still do, mm. but those things prior to having kids would have been like, yes, like, wow, God, you are great. Um, and there's been a lot of moments in my life and in other people's. Mm. I think in having kids, this whole aspect of creation has been a big thing for me, mm. even during lockdown, actually, taking them for walks. And we live in Eltham, so you've got like a lot of fields, you can see trees, all of that, donkeys, animals. And I think taking them and just looking, I think similar to what Andrew just said, just looking at these things, you think, man, mm. the tree, mm. it's, mm. it's the branch goes out here, out here, and it's like this small thing, or, I mean, it's come from the ground, and it's so vast and you think, wow, God, you are amazing. And I think that video that we watched, the, the whole cosmic web, mm. so Fran, um, she is like into that stuff, like big time. So for her, if she was on this um, <clears throat> recording, she would tell you that, that that is the big thing for her. So she always shows me some and I see like the planets and the galaxies and all of that. Um, and I think that is very helpful. But I'll say lastly, um, the word of God. So um, Andrew, anyway, I was, I was not, not, what's the word, mimicking you on Sunday. I mean, on Sunday and yesterday, 
I don't know if you guys noticed it, but when you were preaching, Andrew, you said, look who made these. Look and I was like, hey, Andrew's laughing. <laughs> 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 well, that, what, what you were quoting, quoting was from Isaiah 40. Um, and I love that um, passage, that chapter. And there, um, again, um, Isaiah is pointing, do you know what I mean, to creation. Like, who made these? Do you know what I mean? Like, have you not heard? Have you not seen? Talks about how we are like grasshoppers <laughs> and how mm. the nations are like a drop from a bucket. And I think mm. just that language, you think, mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. I, look at, I look at the nations, I look at the world, I'm like, this is great, this is grand. But yet, so God, from his perspective, is like, oh, this is a drop in the bucket. I'm like, wow, okay. Mm. Uh, I think that also helps me um, just to grasp how, yeah, great. Wow. Amen. Mm. Fantastic. Good. Excellent. Mm. Cindy, how about you? Um, oh, sorry, my phone. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no, I need to cut them off. Unbelievable. Right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yes. So, you know, when I was a child, um, I used to stand outside and look at the sky. And I used to say to myself, when I grow, t- when I grow older and I grow taller, I can reach out. Maybe I can climb a ladder and I can touch the moon and I can touch the stars. And when Andrew was preaching yesterday, I thought, let me do a little bit of research about how far away the moon is. And I, the, the moon obviously is 250,000 miles away, um, 10 times the circumference of the earth. And if I was going to go there, it would take me just under six months. But when I was a child, you know, everything looks so close, doesn't it? So you look up into the sky and it looks like you can reach out and touch it. And just thinking about how amazing God is, but in all his amazingness and in all his greatness and his majesty, he is humble and I'm in awe of him. And the thing is, he's present in my life. I can pray and feel his presence. Me, I can feel his presence and it's just me. And even just thinking about what Andrew was saying about the creation, I'm not even a dot. I'm probably a fraction of a dot. I'm like a, a, I don't know what I am. I don't know how to describe that. But you know, when you just think about the vastness of his creation, and Mm. I often feel small in comparison to God's creation, but I'm in awe of him and I'm humbled. Mm. And I think to myself, how can God be concerned about people who constantly disappoint him? Because we do, don't we? But he still loves us and he still shows his love by, like Moses is saying, his testimonies and miracles. You pray for people and you know God is present and you know God has answered that prayer. And that gives you hope to know that he is near and you can call on him. And he gives us that authority to call on his name and he'll hear our cry. And, you know, it's interesting because I was saying he sees us and he hears us. And God has already declared how valuable and worthy I am. Because he sent his son to suffer and die for me, for you, and for all of us. And John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that alone kind of rounds it all up to show the kind of God that we worship. You know, so just thinking about things like that and just knowing that I can call on his name. He's powerful, but he's accessible. Like Andrew was saying, he's high, but he's slow. You know, so he's up there, but he's down here with us as well. So it's a contrast. And, you know, I was, I was looking at all the, and I mean, Isaac and Sweetie so enjoyed Andrew's preach. They watched it again. 
Isaac was kept saying, okay, let me, get, let me get the Bible. Let me exactly explain to you what I'm saying. And I mean, you know, it was just like, I was thinking to myself, I mean, it was just, a, it was just a brilliant preach. And it just kind of brings it to the forefront of your mind about how great and how mighty this Lord that we worship is. But in the same breath, he's accessible to us. And, you know, he knows who I am. He knows who I am. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, well put, uh, Cindy, very articulate, um, very moving as well. I think uh, for me, many of you know, and you know, we're all quite fortunate to be able to get out, um, you know, at, at times. And I live uh, in Beckenham, so quite good access to the countryside or the Kent countryside. And I've been going out on runs or bike rides out into Kent. And um, in those moments when I can just look out at the scenery, the landscape, the, the mountains, the hills, um, and I, you know, especially when I'm cycling and I've got the winds, you know, going past me, I just, I, I experience God in those moments um, in a way that I, I don't necessarily in normal life. And I found that when I've been exercising or doing something outside, I've experienced God in a, in a remarkable way. I remember um, reading about an athlete called Eric Liddell, who's, uh, you know, lived years ago now, but he famously said that God made him to run. And when he runs, mm. he feels his, God's pleasure. And I certainly feel that, that when I'm doing exercise, I always give thanks to God for giving me the gifts and abilities to exercise. But as I'm doing that, I do it as an act of worship. And as I'm cycling or running, I'm, I can worship God using the gifts and abilities that he's given me. And um, when I'm doing that and I can see amazing landscapes, I'm just thankful to God that he made all this. He made me, he made me with the gifts and abilities to be able to run and enjoy life. And I can, yeah, just experiencing, experience him in those moments. And I remember just how great and remarkable he is. But I also love what you were saying, Cindy, about the, the closeness and the, the intimacy that he has with us. And as mm. I say, I feel that when I'm doing those things. Mm. I, I wonder then in, in these <clears throat> moments, um, maybe coming back to you, Andrew, mm. um, how you in, in this time uh, can you know, feel God being close to you. You talked about transcendence, didn't you? Uh, but also imminence and how, how do you experience God? How, how do you experience his closeness during this time? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, uh, there are spiritual practices which are positive ones and when ones which are negative ones. There's spiritual practices which you are trying to do something and there are spiritual practices where you're trying to not do something. Mm. And in a funny way, lockdown to me makes it even more important that we remember some of the spiritual practices that are negative ones, like things that you need to not do too much. Mm. Um, so I think of course the normal in some ways nothing's changed in some ways the way we commune with God and experience intimacy with, with him is we read the word we meet although of course we have to meet like this and that is more tiring and it's more a lot of us find it more draining and so on um, but that we not present company accepted but you know like generally it's not like meeting in person in all sorts of ways mm. but and you know things like communion and other things which we would typically do gathering with the Lord's people which are taken away from us and so there are some positive spiritual practices that have been taken away, which makes the ones we can continue to use, reading the word, prayer, communing with the spirit, singing. I, I would really encourage, I don't know whether or not you are, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who was saying, oh no, when we watch the service, we, in our home, we just, we don't sing, we just watch it. Mm -hmm. and I, I'm sure that's true for many people watching this, but I hadn't really thought about that because in our family, partly because I've got young kids, I'm trying to teach them, this is what we do. So we, but I would sing anyway. I'm, I'm just ah, like straight out there. But I think things like that, making, taking advantage mm -hmm. of the opportunity to just sing God's praises, the amount of good it mm -hmm. does us. So there are spiritual habits that lockdown has probably made harder for us 
that we need mm. to make sure we press into because some of the mm. some of the regular spiritual practices have been taken away gathering with the lord's people bread and wine those sorts of things which we need to make sure we really max out on the ones which are ready but we also yeah. need i think to work hard at the the negative ones the things which we must not get not keep doing um and you know an obvious one of the amount of time you spend on a screen which ironic because you're doing this but as in it's very very easy to get lazy and i mm. don't mean and at the same time to feel too busy do you know mm. in this season i feel like we are in a weird polarity where we are oscillating between feeling lazy and busy at the same time because we are inert because we're engaging with a screen mm. much more than we normally are Mm. And yet at the same time, quite stressed because we're interacting with pixels rather than people and creation and so on. And so we have to be careful to minimize that, particularly on voluntary things. If your job involves a lot of interacting with a screen, which yours does, so does mine. Yeah. Then we need to be careful that in our leisure time, we're not spending all of our time on screens as well. You probably, I'm joking right. aside, books, <laughs> people to the extent that it's possible in your life stage, which it might not be depending on your living arrangements and creation and so I'm just going to really ratchet down as far as possible, unnecessary extra media mm. clutter in my life. You know, it might be, you know, background music and screens. Mm. And I think so, even to find so that spiritual practices like solitude and silence and those sorts of things become possible again in the context mm. of a world that's being overwhelmed by mm. communications and media. So I think we've just got to read the signs of the times a bit and mm. recognize where we are. And it won't always be like this, but for the season we are, there are things I spent more time outside, more time with my children and more time reading books than I would be able to in an all time. And a lot about lockdown is awful and I don't mm. like it at all, but those have been some wins for me. And that's actually been very, mm. very, very helpful. Mm. I know from conversations with you that in, sim in similar ways, you found the same. I think that really matters at this particular point in time. Mm. Yeah. How about you, Moses? Anything that you do to help you to feel closeness? Yeah, I think it's interesting, I guess, Andrew, what you mentioned about the whole positive and negative. When you say negative, I was thinking, oh, I'm waiting to hear Yeah, no, it, it, it reminded me of what I've done recently, actually. I've had to, kind of similar to what Andrew was saying, just about, I think for me, I've noticed a lot of noise, um, just uh, that noise, and, and that has mainly for me been social media. Um, quite, yeah, I use Instagram and so I've had to just kind of delete that for now um, and similar just so that I can spend yeah more time praying um, but also more time reading um, books actually the word but also books and I've found actually this book I've been reading um, again because it's biblical based it is always drawing reference to what God has said in his word and that for me has just been amazing because it's like yeah no God you are present and it's also reminding me that God uses us. Um, and so even just yeah, being able to speak to one another, um, gather online is a blessing because again, God doesn't stop, do you know what I mean, working in and through his church. His spirit is still in us. He's still working, speaking through us. And so I think that for me has been, um, yeah, one of the most helpful um, being able to read. And if you know <clears throat> anything about me, um, Frank can tell you, I pick up one book, read a few pages, put that down, pick up another book. So this period has helped, um, yeah, in being able to consistently, do you know what I mean, read, um, yeah, and be before God. I think it's almost forced you to, um, and I think 
one of the things this period has also done is it's caused you to obviously recognize what's important but it's also caused an exposure of the desires of your heart ultimately mm. um which has been hard um but yeah no god's great and so yeah for me those have been the key things right how about you cindy any final comments um, I think for me, two key things. I spend a lot of time with God at night, like when everybody's sleeping. And that's when I pray and that's when I listen to my worship music. So I could probably be up at 1am, 2am. It's just that I'm that kind of person that I like quietness. I like the stillness and I like to feel, I, I believe if I'm not distracted, because I get distracted easily, I'm kind of looking around. And stuff. So at night when it's really, really quiet, um, then I just spend that time with God and um, I, I, I hear from him. And I'm still, and I can hear his voice, and because there's nothing else going on around me. And I listen to a lot of worship music, but I tend to do that um, like when I'm actually home alone, because I do a lot of African and Caribbean medley praise music, and I'm dancing around and stuff. So that is my way. I'm jumping up and down, but I do the cleaning as well. So I'm up and down cleaning, dusting, dancing. You know, but then I can't do that when everybody's at home because I'm disturbing everyone. So, um, so then I've got to switch it a little bit and have my maybe my more quieter times and listen to more reflective music. And so sometimes I get Isaac involved, and then we're like both dancing and stuff. And also, me and Isaac pray a lot as well. We pray every morning, and we kind of give our day into God's hand, even though we're at home. And we might not be doing anything, but still, you know, we pray for each other, for the family, for our friends, for church. You know, we so we always have that time. We used to do it anyway, but we did it obviously when there wasn't a lockdown. We used to do it in the car. So I would ring him on my way to work. He would ring me and then we would do our quick because he leaves like really early in the morning when I'm still sleeping. So, um, you know, we've changed a few things, but I just believe that the more time you spend with God, the more time you hear from him. And I know we're all sinners. We all fall short of his glory. I think, you know, there's moments where we can choose whether we want to sin or we don't want to sin. I think there's moments that we can. There's a choice. You know, we're not going to be perfect, but there is a choice. You know, you can think, am I doing this or am I not going to do this? So I try in that as well. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying, but it's very conscious at the back of my mind because I want to be as close to God as I can be. And these are my kind of practices and my moments of thinking, you know what, let me try and spend time here from him, spend time in the right environment so I'm not distracted. And, you know, it's, it's like God says, you, you know, come to me who are heavy laden, I'll give you rest, cast your burdens. You know, he, he calls us to him. So we have to go to him, but try and go to him as the best possible version of ourselves as we can. So, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. What a Honestly, <laughs> honestly, hope you've really enjoyed uh, being with us today. Hope you enjoyed these weekly conversations. What a fantastic conversation we've had this week. And uh, a whole load of things to, to ponder. Andrew Wilson does not use cream, okay? <laughs> I'm going to send you some cocoa butter. Just try That's it. That's what I was about to say. Isn't it? Start like receiving gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm, I'm down with that. I really, I'm very happy. I'd try it. I think if, if it makes me look as young as Cindy when I'm her age, I'm very happy. Praise the Lord. We've got who hopefully will clear up his bookshelf at some point during this next week. Loads of helpful tips and comments about knowing the greatness of God and knowing. Amen transcendent as well as imminent and we Amen. encourage you to keep 
using this time, seizing the opportunities available in this time to read, to pray, to sing, to just spend time with God in creation um, as well as at home. Consider the works of his hands and all that he's done for us, as well as the fact that he's mindful of us. And he shows that in many ways, but also through the cross in which he died for us. Amen. We hope you have a great week. Remember to join us online on Sunday uh, for our service. Remember that Alpha is still available, so continue to invite friends and encourage people to do Alpha. Get involved in a group, and uh, hopefully we'll see you back on the weekly conversation uh, next week. God bless you. Have a great week. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye.